This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Curious about the kind of the mix of the, the two and three defensive line fronts in terms of stopping the run defense. Have you guys just have you found the right balance, or was it simply a matter of playing the worst rush offense in Stanford? How how did you guys diagnose how that rush defense was affected? On, on yeah, I mean, game plan and felt really felt like it was going to work and tried to load up the box a little bit more, which we had to versus two backs. And it, yeah, it, it worked pretty good, and guys played guys played the run well. Is it, is it just have you guys found a happy medium? Do you, do you feel like the guys are starting to kind of understand, you know, just kind of their roles within it? Because I obviously know it was a new wrinkle this year for you guys. Yeah, um, I think we're always learning and understanding and coming together. But it's just it's a, a little bit different offense, Stanford. Um, two backs as a, but we haven't seen that really since Oregon State. So. Um, yeah, and we had to get bigger bodies in there and, and uh, play with three and four down linemen at times, and so that it worked out pretty good for us. What does it say about someone like Carson to, to have the kind of game he did in his first first start? Well, it's outstanding coaching to begin with, and no, I had nothing to do with that. He's just a very instinctual guy. Um, you, have, you have to have instincts to play inside linebacker, and he, he does. I go back to recruiting this kid in, in high school and um, – the guy never came off the field. He played tight end. He punted. He kicked. Played running back. Played outside backer, inside backer. He just played, and so um, and, he, and he he plays very relaxed and very free. He doesn't play tight, and that's just him. That's that again. That's nothing. To, I mean, he just is a very instinctual linebacker. And there's a lot of stuff in front of your face. I call it spaghetti, playing inside linebacker, and he's able to handle that very well. With him having that instinctual aspect. What needed to come around in the last year plus being here? Was it more of the physical? It's about for him. Yeah, for him to get onto the field. Was it more of the physical things that needed to come along to be able to get to this point? Or, you know, having the instinctual piece, what, what else needed to happen to get to last Saturday? Yeah, certainly the, the physical piece. Um, he, he was banged up a little bit in high school in terms of shoulders. Had a couple of shoulder surgeries. And so he really hasn't been able to lift in a long time. And so, really, this is his first years of being with Coach Sahan, really lifting and getting in the program that way. So he's gotten bigger, he's gotten stronger. But he just, yeah, again, he just kind of has that natural, again, instincts that um, we're always looking for. And Coach, hard to figure out when you're watching a high school kid, but he certainly, he's got it. Scout linebackers, but what do you see on film that, that makes you think, what well, that guy's got great instincts? The, uh, that is the hardest thing. It, it, it really is. You can see if the guy... You know, it's tough. And does he stay on his feet? Does he got good feet? Um, does he make tackles in space? But that doesn't always, you know, correlate, you know, to playing the run and, and, uh, and being, being a good blitzer, whatever it might be, in college, especially when the competition is so much different. And um, I remember watching very similar Ben Burkirvin several years ago, and it was very similar to, to Carson. 
very instinctual, did not come off the field, wasn't a, a, a one-position guy. Uh, but that's the, that's the piece that's hard to always figure out is um, are they instinctual? What is that element that makes them just a good football player? The stars, I, I look at him, I look at Ben, and um, you know those two guys weren't big five-star players, but they're really good football players. I don't know if that answers your question. You mentioned uh, Carson kind of just playing like free and open. I mean, when you guys have a game like you do have, have success, does that allow kind of everybody else to kind of be more aggressive on defense? Well, I think certainly uh, everybody feeds off each other. I don't know if it's if it's if it's one guy, but certainly if a guy makes a play, everybody gets excited. The energy is is better on the sideline, and so and he was all over the field and making plays, and so I, I think. When anybody makes a Jack Sermon got the interception. You know, I think that fueled us a little bit too. Often scores a touchdown, whatever it might be. That I think it's just guys making plays, and we made some plays last last week. I remember you pointing out uh, Voy Tanufi in the spring as someone who had kind of jumped out at you. What has allowed him to get on the field and to be um, productive as such a young player at that position? Yeah, he's very quick. You know, um, you guys have seen him, not the biggest of stature of guys, but he's really quick. He has a great first step. Um, he can slant to a gap or whatever it is and make a big offensive lineman miss. He does that very well. Uh, that would be the first thing. The guy is very quick off the ball. And uh, he runs his feet, and um, he stays on his feet when he needs to, which is good for defensive linemen. Yeah, you know, we've had to limit his reps a little bit as we go, but he's, he's, he's gotten better. Um, you know, he certainly gives us a pass rush threat off the edge. He's a little bit different than, than some of the guys. And, the, and he still needs to get better and improve. And it's been a long time since he's played, you know, football and strike in and play in the run and that, that type of thing. But he's getting, he's getting better every – he had a good practice today, so he's getting better all the time. Is he getting close to just not having to think about the – how many reps you're giving him, or is it? Still I'm not exactly game? sure what our rep count is with, with him, but it's it's higher than it was Arizona. I don't I don't exactly know what the actual count is, but we're getting up there, so helps. What, what does Oregon do in their run game that is so difficult for teams to stop? Yeah, I think they got a good back. You know, I know that the die kid is, you know, technically a backup now starter, but he's real fast. He he does a great job of finding very tiny creases and holes right there where you think he got them bottled up. The quarterback is always a threat to run. You know, he's, he's very good. Um, and they got enough in their uh, scheme in terms of inside zone, outside zone, and they got gap, what we call gap teams or pullers, counters, where, where um, you know, they're, they're pulling guys. And, and uh, sometimes it's hard to find uh, the back and all those big bodies, and he can pick that hole. And so they do, they do a good job of the scheme and mixing it up in different formations, and um, they, do, they do a nice job. Uh, Bogey back at safety and Kyler kind of at nickel. Is that something that you had always kind of uh, like been planning on, or is the injuries kind of forced you guys to do that? Yeah, really, really the injuries and finding the best mix of guys and uh, knowing that Kyler one is a good threat um, at, at a nickel position. You know, over the years we've had Elijah Molden, Buki, whoever, or um, uh, Buda Baker, uh, all those kids um, playing. Playing nickel, so that can be a dynamic position in terms of being able to cover and blitz, and then and then, and then Buki having the ability to play at the post as as well, give us a little bit of flexibility. How do you think that Kyler did? Uh, Good. Yeah, I like him at nickel. Yeah, I, I, he could play really almost any position in the secondary. Mm -hmm. And then with um, with Bowman getting injured and just the rest of the guys kind of filling in there, how do you think they did? Yeah, uh, I think they did well. 
Um, you know, Jordan Lolohea stepped up. Obviously, having Zion stepped up, that, that certainly helped. Uh, you know, Cooper McDonald is getting better every week. Kind of a not flashy guy, but makes plays. And um, so all those kids have been stepping up. In one of those rare positions where you've actually coached at both of these schools, how have you seen the rivalry kind of develop over the years? And when you were at Oregon, could you imagine it would be kind of at the level of heat and, and yeah. maybe I always, I always say I was at Oregon before it was Oregon, so that was like a long time ago. Um, yeah, when I was I was a GA there for a couple of years, and um, shoot, we got we got crushed by the Huskies, and uh, and then when I came back as DB, we got better, and, and I think. Um, they've done a really good job in terms of all phases of their program in terms of recruiting and the facilities. And, and um, yeah, I got, I got a lot of respect for them and, and what they've done. And, and uh, the rivalry has gotten uh, better o over the years. There's, there's, there's no question. It's been fun to be on, you know, kind of both sides of it and see, see it grow. Anything else for Coach? All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Go ahead, Hey Carson, you, you had a few scholarship offers before Washington came in. Were, were you always waiting for that Washington offer, or, or you know, was it was it maybe a little more open than that? During so I, after they offered, it always seemed to me like I was waiting for UW to offer and always kind of waiting for that opportunity. Uh, during the recruiting process, I wasn't thinking too much about that because um, obviously they weren't in the picture yet uh, when they didn't offer me. Um, so I was just kind of playing out all the schools that have offered me, taking visits there, um, and weighing out the options that I had at the moment. What was that like the day that, that they called with the offer? It was pretty special. It was pretty special. I came in, uh, went to Coach Pete's office because Coach Pete was still here. I uh, talked to him for a little bit. My high school coach, uh, old high school coach, um, was uh, there, both parents and all that stuff. And then right when they told me they offered me, it was pretty, it was pretty special. And when they told you that they'd offered you, how quickly did you know that that was going to be the spot? Well, my dad thought it was going to be the day of. He, he thought that, because my whole family knew before I did. Um, it was before I left, my sister was like, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Um, and I was like, why does that matter? Like, what's going on here? And then got there, and I was like, okay, everything's starting to make sense more after they offered me. Um, it, I think it was four days, three or four days after uh, they offered me, I went and I called Coach P and Coach and BG uh, telling them I was going to be a dog. So it was pretty, pretty soon after. Uh, just this week, after this past game, getting a couple of awards, mm -hmm. you know, being the first person to be defensive player and freshman of the week, is that pretty surreal, ha you know, having that kind of an impact? Uh, what's been the response to that? Yeah, I mean, just like what you said, it was a surreal uh, moment getting those awards and um, being able to just play like how I did. But at the same time, that was last week, and now we have Oregon, um, a bigger, tougher team to play. So I'm just trying to block all that other stuff out and just really focus on this week and focus on Oregon, our upcoming game Saturday. Carson, speaking of Oregon and the rivalry, when's the last time or when's the first time you kind of remember being aware that there was a rivalry between these two teams? Ooh. Definitely when I was young. Um, I mean, definitely when Oregon went on that 12-game win streak, um, I was obviously kind of grown up, was in Houston, but then when I came here, it was still kind of going on. And seeing Washington kind of get whooped by Oregon every year wasn't that great, I guess. Um, and then finally we snapped that streak. Um, but I, I think it was really after that game, I was like, all right, like after we beat them 70-21 or something about that, 
I definitely knew. I was like, all right, this, these two teams definitely hate each other, and it's going to be a rivalry for a long time oncoming. And now that you've been here, what does, it mean? what does it mean to you? Oh, it's even more blown up being here than being a fan even, all that stuff. It's, this is definitely a huge week for us. Carson, I'm wondering, uh, you know, we just heard uh, Bob talk about your ability, your instinctiveness in terms of being able to kind of diagnose mm-hmm. plays and see everything. I talked to your high school coach. He talked about the exact same thing as a, as a freshman in high school. Do you feel like you always kind of had the ability to be able to see what was happening on the field and to be able to diagnose things quickly? I think so, but at the same time, like when I look at it, it's not as much as like, all right, it just happens. It really comes with studying film and knowing your playbook and understanding their offense as well. Um, I mean, you'll find yourself at the right spot uh, at the right time here and there. But without really preparation, it's not going to happen that much. So really just studying your opponent, studying the films, knowing our playbook, knowing what they're running, where I'm going to be fitting, uh, just really helps you be in that spot at the right time. Bob told us that you weren't able to lift for a while. Do you remember when you started being able to do that again? Uh, I was able to start lifting again. Let's see, It was a few months after I enrolled here um, and then kind of had a little hiccup during spring ball. Um, started rehabbing all that stuff, and then now I feel great. So I've been back fully 100% lifting all that stuff for a while now, which has been really nice. What was it like switching over to, to outside for a little while and yeah. kind of having that? It was a weird change. I remember BG called me up, told me I was switching over. Um, I was like, all right, whatever's best for the team. Didn't really know how to feel about it right away because at the time I was like, I'm 215 pounds. Like, I don't know how that could be seen as an outside linebacker here, but I took it and uh, – Started practicing, ended up loving everybody in the outside linebacker group. Coach Malloy was awesome. So I really, like, started to enjoy the position, learning the playbook, doing all that stuff. Uh, so that trends, it was weird at first, but then it came to something where I was like, all right, I'm getting really used to it, and I, I really enjoyed uh, my time over there. you feel like that's, that's helped you play inside? I mean, is there, is there a skill set that you added that you wouldn't have had otherwise? The pass rushing and doing all that stuff, obviously, in the game, getting the sack, um, uh, inside, really, when I would be blitzing, it would be kind of more inside. And then when on the outside, my pass rush moves or at all, even if I had it, were too great. But then being on the outside, I was able to learn more to read offensive linemen, how they, like, tilt their bodies, which angles to take and footwork and all that stuff. So it definitely helps uh, me, especially when I'm coming off the edge or even coming inside, uh, going against the guard and all that stuff, just reading and reacting uh, against them. You obviously played um, both sides as a younger player, played mm-hmm. offense too, but defensively, had, had you always basically been an inside linebacker or what was kind yeah. of the impression? Yeah. yeah, so first first year of tackle football uh, here, I was, I think, like nine years old. I was middle linebacker and left guard on the offensive line because I was a little bit bigger than everybody else. Um, and then moved, started to move positions a little bit on offense throughout the years, but always stayed um, inside linebacker. You played, you know, obviously, at Redmond High. Um, some kids that grow up and, and it's obvious they're going to play in college. Maybe they want to move around or find a, you know, a bigger program or high-profile yeah. program to, to get offers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get the sense that would that was never a priority no. necessarily. Yeah. Just curious what it was like, you know, going just kind of going to the, the local public school and, and not worrying about chasing. Yeah, I mean, some of my dad and I always would talk about um, when I got into high school and everyone was starting to, that was like kind of the question, oh, is he going to transfer? Like, or am I going to transfer? What am I going to do? 
Uh, but my dad was always like, if, if you're good enough, they'll find you. It doesn't matter where you are. My dad came from Aberdeen, a pretty small town. So no matter how good you are, no matter how bad your team is, if you're good enough, they'll find you. Um, and for me, high school football is all about playing with the kids you grew up with um, and having those bonds. So for me to stay at Redmond, be able to play with all my childhood friends I've been friends with since I moved here in second grade was something real special and something I wouldn't change for the world. I know your dad was teammates with Damon, yeah. and now you're, you're teammates with his son. Yeah. Did you know Sam much growing up? And, and I mean, is there a relationship there that you guys have talked about that? Yeah, yeah. so uh, obviously we'll, we'll go over to the Hewitt's house every once in a while. It wouldn't be like weekly and all that stuff, but occasionally here and there every other month or something like that. And then when both Sam and I were young, we'd be hanging out um, with our families. Uh, and then obviously when I found out he committed here, it was a little bit before I did. Uh, he had all those offers before, um, congratulated him, all that stuff. And then when I got that offer uh, to UW and finally committed, he congratulated me and we were both just like talking for a little bit and how cool that is that both our parents play together and now him and I are going to be able to be teammates as well. All right. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much, Carter. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, Todd. Todd, here as well. Hello. Last week, uh, you guys made some changes defensively, and I think Monday is when you guys were told that those were going to happen. I mean, what was the week of preparation like for you to play a different position? You said last week? Yeah. Um, I'm just excited. I love playing nickel. Nickel's a very fun position for me. I feel like I can just uh, use all my abilities. At nickel is very fun, and I can do a lot and be around the ball even more. So I was excited to play nickel, and uh, it was fun to do that with the game plan and uh, execute. Yeah. What's your role like? How's that different playing nickel than corner? Um, just more communication, I would say. More telling the defense this and that. Uh, you know, uh, just just being more into the like run fits or whatever it might be. Um, just being around the ball more, so whatever that is, as far as knowing like plays and formations and being able to call out things and just get into the ball as quick as I can. Kyle, have you lobbied Coach Harris to make that a full-time switch? You said what? Have you lobbied Coach Harris to make that a full-time switch? Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I feel like, I don't know, I love both. I like, I like playing corner. I love playing nickel. I can't like tell him like, what I really want because I, I like both. So I always go back and forth. I never know which one I really want to do. You feel yeah. like you're better at one position or the other? Um, no, I wouldn't say I'm better at one position or the other. Um, I would definitely say I got more experience at corner, so I guess you could say I'm not as good at nickel, but uh, I love nickel so much. I just get to run around and do everything. So. Does playing both positions kind of help you with the other one? Um, I mean, no. I mean, as far as corner, like, and like, like I was saying previously before, like I did a lot of like studying as far as like film, so I feel like I know like every position on the on the defense. Um, nickel, yeah, nickel corner safety, so I, I know everything pretty much. Yeah. I'm wondering your. Uh, we just saw. I just saw on social media you came out with a trading card or yeah. whatever a couple of days ago. I'm just wondering the whole NIL situation, like how you've gone about that in terms of what you want to pursue and what you don't want to pursue in that whole process. Yeah. Um. I talk with my family. Uh, people reach out to me through social media, and then I'll uh, bring them to my family. We'll talk it over and look over contracts and stuff like that, and basically just make a decision to agree to like companies and brands that I feel like align with me personally and my lifestyle and my morals and stuff like that, um, and who I am as a person. So 
uh, do that, meet the person, get to know them, what they're about, and then go from there. Right, yeah. Do you have any kind of representation at this point? Or you said what? Do you have any kind of representation agent? or No, like I do that? not know. What does the organ rivalry mean, mean to you? Um, it means a lot. Um, especially being able to like see it grow so much from my freshman year to now, um, and be in some of those games and contribute, and then now finally like having the role to like be a main contributor in an organ game. Um, I'm very excited to take that on and and do something about it. Because you guys didn't play last year, there's actually not that many guys on this team who have played organ yeah. uh, who've been on the field. Do you have a sense that this group? understands kind of the magnitude of that game, or do you feel like some of those guys are going to have to be in that moment to, to really get it? No, I feel like they understand. And then I feel like when we get on the field, it's just going to amplify even more uh, for Shirley when you have the crowd around you and you just see the O or just any other their colors. They for sure are going to be turned on and you get fired up. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, as a local kid, when's the first time you remember this rivalry? <sighs> What game was that? Um, I can't remember how old I was, but I remember I did come to a game here for Shirley. And I think Oregon was wearing some throwback unis or something, but I can't remember the age, I'm not gonna lie, but I was young. I was for Shirley like around like 10, 11, 12. And I was like, oh, these guys really don't like each other. Like, it's bad. So, and I've always understood that here in Wazoo, so. Yeah. What was it like last year when you guys you get on the Zoom call and, and Coach Lake tells you that it's the game's not happening? Uh, I was pretty I was pretty sad, I'm not gonna lie. I love having the chance to go play in the Pac Twelve Championship and do all that and just to see a team that we were in front of be able to take that, it's like you know, I don't think you deserve that. Like you don't, like let's just be real, you don't, you didn't make it there. So it was sad to it was sad to let that happen. Yeah. With you know last year's game getting canceled and you guys haven't won in a couple of years and I mean I know you guys all say that every game matters but does this one matter a little bit more? Um, I mean I for sure surely feel it more. Like I got, you know, what I felt last time after they were here is something I'm not trying to let repeat. So um, I feel like every game I got a different different type of chip on my shoulder. The same way I had for like Cal, the same way as for Oregon. Yeah. Like last time, it's um, like I just can't can't let history repeat itself. I can't let this happen again. I'm not letting this happen again. I want to change the events. How by however however I can however I can do that. So yeah. CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.